We're all gonna be like three little Fonzies here. We're gonna be cool. We gonna be cool. We gonna be cool. And we're back, episode nine of Three Little Fonzies. Guys, today's a special episode. We have our first guest, Frank the Tank. What'd you think of the interview? We'll be playing it later. But guys, what were your what are your initial thoughts from the interview? Um, I think you meant Frank the Fonzie, but he's been a hero of mine at Barstool for a long time. Uh, between his raw dog videos, his meal reviews, um, his reaction to how much the Mets fucking suck. Have just been yeah. unreal. So just to have actually a real conversation with him, one of the nicest dudes you'll ever talk to. It was pretty incredible to actually just see a meltdown in person. So I'm excited for everyone to listen to that in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think what caught me off guard certainly, or what stood out to me, was uh, his passion for Terminator. I want to <laughs> say whether that was uh, positive or negative, but uh, man, he had some thoughts and. Uh, you know, yeah, shout out to Frank. Really appreciated having him on. He was a great guest, great to have, great to talk to. Yeah, speaking of the Terminator, that's, uh, yeah, we got a movie recommendation out of Frank, but also I believe the Terminator reference was his what not to watch. So we also <laughs> yeah. got a, a not movie recommendation out of Frank, so that's something to look forward to. We'll have that later on in the episode. But we're recording right now Wednesday evening, guys. NBA boycott earlier on today. The Bucks objected to play shortly before their game. That resulted in the later games being canceled as well. And now even, this is pretty breaking news, but the Milwaukee Brewers and the Reds, Cincinnati Reds, have also canceled their game for tonight. What do you guys think of this boycott? What, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm just so upset the WNBA is protesting too and we can't watch them play tomorrow. Really devastating. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, I get that they're trying to send a message, but I just feel like basketball is kind of an escape for everyone to go do something for everyone to watch. We've been looking forward to it for so long. They have the right message, but it's kind yeah, of like... Yeah, but dude, I, something I didn't realize at first is that this happened in, you know, the shooting of Jacob Blake happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is you know Milwaukee Milwaukee. so for them to make this decision uh I respect it you know there was a Chris Paul interview after the Rockets game that was going viral the other night about how you know they came down here to play and Connor we talked about it before the NBA came back that you know they didn't want the importance of this message um you know the message being Black Lives Matter and and you know the reform of of police and policing in this country to to be lost when they came down to the NBA bubble. And this was an opportunity for the Bucks to, you know, raise awareness. I'm hearing now the season may be in jeopardy. I guess that's what Woj is saying. There's some players meeting tonight. I don't really know, but. Um, and that yeah, was kind I, of my follow-up question. What are you guys' predictions? Do you think the season will come back? Do you think it may not? Do you think it could uh, ripple into the MLB, uh, obviously the WNBA as well, yeah. but other leagues as well. What do you guys think is going to be the ultimate outcome from this? So the, yeah. the um, what's it called, one MLB game has already been canceled for tonight, but I think it was the Brewers, correct me if I'm wrong. It was, yep. Yeah, so it makes sense that it's in Milwaukee. 
I think it will have a ripple effect because I think once one team does it or one league does it, it's going to make another league look bad, and they're going to be like, people are going to look down on it and be like, oh, these. Well, guys that's what dude. That's what happened literally with the. And I don't know if you're making fun of the WNBA or not. But yeah, I was because no one cares. Yeah, well, that's what do you mean, Greenwald? Do you think um, you think he was speaking highly? Of no, the no, I, there? I, I, I <laughs> are you no, a fan? I, Can you name me three teams? A, okay, all right. That wasn't my point. My point was that the WNBA. We were watching it, and you know, we're you watching, were watching it. Can you guys just give me a second for one second? That's what I'm saying. We were watching ESPN to watch the news break, and the WNBA game was about to. A bunch of games were about to happen on ESPN two or something, and they did come out at first. And they said one team had already said they weren't going to play. But then, uh, you know, my point is Liam's right. You know, the other four were made to look bad, obviously, by the fact that, you know, not every team that was going to play in the NBA tonight is from Milwaukee. But once the Bucks did it, it was like, OK, uh, if we play tonight, you know, we're not really standing unified with this message. And uh, I saw one of the WNBA players talking about it. She made the point that you know, it's a much more powerful message when they send it as a league. Uh, and I, you know, I agree with that. And I do, I think it does help send the message. It helps send the message to anyone who doesn't want to be involved in politics, doesn't want to have an opinion, wants to pretend this shit and this conversation is, is happening, but it's not a conversation they're involved with that just wanted to watch basketball tonight. It's like, Hey, well, you need to now have an opinion on this because, you know, one way or another, it's affecting your life. You wanted to watch basketball tonight, and now you're not able to because they're not happy with the way that black people are treated in, in America. And Doc Rivers had some powerful words about it, and, you know, I, I support it. You know, we've, I, I think that, you know, they, they know what they came to do, and if, and if they feel that this is what they need to do to send the message, um, at least until fucking Breonna Taylor's, you know, killers get arrested, which still hasn't happened, like, or something... Mm-hmm. They get some yeah. sort of actual movement on what they're asking for or what they're what yeah. they're trying to protest, and I don't blame them. No, I, I agree. I, I agree with that. The Breonna Taylor thing, obviously those people should be in jail. That's not a question. But at the end of the day, these people are getting paid millions of dollars to play sport, and I know that the someone's life doesn't cost that, but they still have a job and still have an obligation to go out on the court and play. So that's kind of yeah, my conundrum I'm, with that. And I, I get it. I respect that they're going to step away. But I'm and, sure there's money involved. You know, I'm sure there's bonus money and stuff like that involved in their contracts, you know, by the games. And I'm sure they'll they'll have to make that decision. That will, you know, it's not like they just get paid for the whatever their playoff bonuses are and everything. I would, I would think uh, there's money for them still to be made by playing these games that if they decide not to, they're going to they're going to lose out on and. You know, some of them might want to go join protests if this is kind of like the wake of George Floyd and they start happening. We, Connor Jalen Brown, he was, you know, very publicly protesting after George George Floyd happened. So he might he might want to leave the bubble. You know? Yeah, like, I was just going to say, they're all stuck in Orlando. That's kind of the thing. I have a bad feeling about this. I don't know if the yeah, season's going to return. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, yeah. I don't know either because I just don't know what could dude. be done to resolve this. I, I, I feel them and I agree with them. And uh, I mean, Hey, they're, they're acting out because they feel like the government or whoever the people of power haven't responded really to these protests in any way. And they, in their own regard, are people of power in a bit of a different context. So no, I agree that's completely. kind of why they're yeah. forced into this and I get it. And so, like the LeBrons, the Chris Pauls, 
I don't see anything being done that's going to satisfy them to return. I have doubts. About I, this I agree completely. I, one other thing I was going to mention though that's that's it's not funny, but it's somewhat interesting to note is this is starting to now. The more I think about it, excuse me, have a feel of what it felt like when the first NBA game got canceled when COVID broke. Pretty sure it was also a Wednesday night. And then all of a sudden you started to think about it more and you were like, shit. Uh-oh. March Madness is next. The season Madness. might not come back. Yeah. I do think others... It's a domino effect. You're right about it being a domino effect, but no league is like the NBA. No league has Black Lives Matter boards all over the court and all the jerseys have, you know, equality, justice, whatever on the back of their jerseys. So the NBA t- is taking it very seriously in terms of the players who have so much power. Yeah, so, You know, but, just cancel 2020. I'm done with 2020. Just cancel it as all. Dude, what, dude, 2020 sucks. It's like a hurricane coming, like, that's apparently unsurvivable to the southeast. Like, we got the army. No, no, yeah, enough of that. Um, Let's talk about like, some good stuff. Let's talk about Batman. Batman just came, or the yes. new Batman movie just came out with a trailer. Robert Pattinson from the Twilight Zone is going to be the new Batman. Now, you guys are kind of the the superhero movie guys. We talked a little bit about who's the best Spider-Man last week. Are you guys happy about this Robert Pattinson uh, role assignment? Or do you think he's not the right guy for the job? Um, So, we also spoke about the MCU mostly. This is not associated with the MCU, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which Coughlin was too stupid to understand. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. yeah, you're welcome, asshole. Um, this is DC Comics film, but if and DCU, Greenwald, it's a DCU. Okay, it doesn't matter. Boys. Doesn't let's, matter. Let's so DC, on. yeah. Anyway, um, and I know Greenwald. Hate, I know I agree with Greenwald about hating trailers, but this trailer was on point. It was had like it's a, just this dark into like in dark feeling to it that no other batman movie has had before this weird vibe to it that had one absurd fighting scene that doesn't give away you know the whole movie it's just giving away one small bit of it um and i just think uh it's going to be a thriller which is not what batmans usually are uh the uh, the three other batmans dark knight rises one of my favorite movies of all time i think this could Definitely compete with it. I think here's Robert my Pattinson thing. Does a great Here, job. Here's my thing, though, is like trailers are always again, and I agree. I did love this trailer, but I'm also the more I think about it and want to say how great it looked. You know, I thought Suicide Squad trailer. I remember thinking that looked sick, and I definitely thought the trailer for Joker was better than the movie was. I'm not saying the movie was bad, but the movie mm-hmm. made me think like the Joker movie was gonna be something that I didn't entirely think it, it ended up being, right? So I do think trailers are somewhat misleading. I also don't think it gave that much away. Connor, to your question about Robert Pattinson, that has been, you know, he's been, it's been known that he was going to be the Batman for a while, and I don't oh, okay. like the choice, but mm-hmm. I do think the trailer looks sick. This is the guy who made the Planet of the Apes kind of reboot movies, which were really, really dope. Matt Reeves is his name, but there's a lot of things going on. I'm a big Zoe Kravitz fan. I was just going to um, say Zoe Kravitz is going to be in it. I'm delighted for that yeah. after a successful role at High Fidelity. So she's kind of ready for a big movie. Well, role successful, too. it was, but it was canceled. Canceled, actually. but still, I would, con- yeah. I would consider no, it successful. No, people liked it. 
People Jeff, liked it. Jeffrey um, Wright from Westworld is also going to be on a Greenwald. So exciting. Yeah, he's going to be commissioning uh, one. He's going to be unreal. Amazing. I knew Just Greenwald hearing was his voice, on that. Hearing his voice in the trailer got yep. me so pumped up. And then Colin Farrell is playing a fat penguin. Yep. He's recognizable in the trailer. And then Paul Dano, who's an incredible actor, is playing the Riddler, who I He's the main villain. The Riddler is no, one of my favorite be, villains. The Riddler's one of my favorite villains of It's gonna be it's gonna be any, hype. Any comic book. Yeah, it, it, it's it's something to look forward to. But it's yeah, the, actually I, the silver lining at the end of twenty twenty. And the one thing I will say about what Liam said too with the fight scene is like Robert Pattinson or the Batman, I should say, beats the living shit <laughs> someone, which is like you know, Batman is not really supposed to do. Obviously, he does beat people he up. He doesn't use guns. He doesn't use guns. He doesn't kill people. He doesn't take it that far. And this was kind of like, okay, this is like a dark. That that's what that's what I mean. Batman. How it alludes to that. It's a dark, yeah. thriller so kind of feeling. Okay, so it's impossible to know where Ro- Robert Pattinson's going to compare to the other Batmans right now. But like I said, we talked a little bit about the Goat Spider Mans last week. Who do you guys consider the best Batman right now? We've had a lot of Batmans. Like I said, Michael Keaton in the 90s, Christian Bale, obviously, Ben Affleck was dur- dur- during Suicide Christian Squad, Bale. it was Ben Affleck. We even we, we even had Val Kilmer in the 90s. I <laughs> yeah. looked that up to confirm that, but I don't think that was anywhere near as successful as some of the other ones. Will yeah. Arnett from the Lego movies, obviously that doesn't count, Bro, but yeah. hilarious. very much it, up it, there, though. His voice Definitely number two. Number two. is hilarious. Have you Number seen the two. Lego Batman movie? Because it's incredible. It's incredible. I know I got you guys to watch the Lego movie, but I watched the Lego Batman movie on a plane. And I, to say I didn't regret it is an understatement. Michael Sarah plays Robin in it. Yep. It's yeah, you know, fantastic movie, movie. But uh, to answer the question, Christian Bale. I mean, no, yeah, I you also there's. A, yeah, I didn't mention not- one more. I didn't mention one more, but it, it, he's definitely not in the conversation from the GOAT. But did you guys? I didn't know this. George Clooney, Clooney? in 1997, yeah. Batman yeah. and Robin, with Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze and Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. I don't know who these people are, but I'm sure you guys do. All of these are star-studded casts, too. I think the Val Kilmer one has Jim Carrey playing the Riddler in it, and it's kind of like a goofy Weird. Yeah, it's a weird vibe. The movie. only other person who's even in contention, and I actually love him, love him, love him, love him as an actor, is Michael Keaton. But the sequel to the Batman with Jack Nicholson as the Joker, which is an excellent movie, was Batman Returns with Danny DeVito playing the Penguin, and it is, it is a horrible, horrible movie in it's, my opinion. And I love Danny <laughs> horrible, DeVito. Horrible, horrible movie. And, and so. Yeah, and I'm forgetting there's another... Vi- oh, well, Selena Kyle, the Catwoman is in it. It's played by uh, some famous actress. I forget her name, but it's uh, it's a tough watch. Some famous actress, yeah. No, that narrows it down. Well, I just knew it yeah. wouldn't be Clooney. I say Meg Ryan or something. Obviously, I'm not the Batman expert, but I knew it wasn't going to be Clooney because apparently, yeah, when I Googled his name with Batman, all I got was like the worst reviews. And apparently, yeah. even in an interview... He said that, like, to this day, he keeps a photo of him as Batman to remind him of how bad a decision it was for his career. Um, so I knew he well, could. I can't believe I, I can't believe you mentioned Ben Affleck just because that's when there's like a Twitter meme. It's like, which Ben Affleck are you today? And it's all these pictures of him looking miserable, like smoking cigarettes and stuff. And all of that was during the like Batman period and aftermath when he was 
just a terrible alcoholic. The the films are universally panned, and it just was. It, he was also the first to go as Batman after Christian Bale. Like lucky for Robert Pattinson, he he lowered the bar so low that like he you couldn't, can only go up from here. You can only go up from there. Wait, so, so was was Affleck the very last Batman then? I guess because the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he or was, it was, he or the Lego movie, or the Lego movie. Well, the Lego well, movie doesn't really count. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Batman, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, which yeah. is, which is Ben Affleck, and uh, that that's like 2018, I want to say, or 2017. And garbage. League actually also was yeah terrible. Fo, terrible. Fo, fo. But yeah, I mean, I, I the only other thing I would say too, because I do think you guys will laugh at this, but at Elon, I took a class over J term which is in between fall and spring term called superhero super science to this day. I still can't believe I got to take it, but it was hilarious. What for, for our midterm. Yeah, it was, and it was a science credit, which thank God I got that out of the way. Not the science, but the science? science and the midterm was a Socratic seminar, two options. One was you could either argue aliens were, or weren't real or like there is, or is an extraterrestrial life. And the which other was Batman, a superhero. And oh, that's kind of sick. I passionately defended, yes, he is. And it was it was one of the best assignments I've ever had in my life. That might have been the... that If I took that class, that probably would be the only A I ever would have gotten. Oh, my God. It was, the, it was the greatest. And the teacher was the man. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome. No, yeah. No, we, I, we know I, I doubt it. I we doubt it, Dish. School. You could have definitely failed if you were arguing on Tom Holland's behalf in that one. But we'll move on. I agree. Tom Holland's Spider-Man, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, but like... the goat. And he did a fantastic job. Hey, you I don't even know, know what you're talking about. Good I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what, what, MCU was. So don't know what I'm talking yeah. about, but what I will yeah, say... So shut up. For what it's worth, when I think of Spider-Man, it's Tobey Maguire, dude. Greenwell, why don't you transition Toby us Mags. into what's going on with the RNC, which is happening this week? Uh, yeah, you know better than any of us, so, so what's what's happening? Yeah, so I've actually watched a lot more of the RNC than I care to admit that I have, way more than I watch of the DNC, and unfortunately, I'm probably going to watch even more of it tonight and tomorrow since yeah, there's no- I don't, I don't really like watching Socialists either, so I didn't watch the DNC. Yeah, no, for sure, because there really weren't any talking at all. Yeah, no, no, Good point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, she spoke for like literally less than two minutes. Yeah, no right? Socialist. Yeah, okay. Good point. Go yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I appreciate that. Uh, notice how I'm just going to keep going instead of pausing about whether or not nope, you're going to finish That's fine. Yeah. Thank you and just... I know. Money, you go. But uh, anyways, the RNC. So, so far, highlights have been all the Trumps. DJT Jr., Donald, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Tiffany Trump, Melania. So, those last three were all last night. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. was on Monday night. Um, uh, the other highlights have been, of course, the gun wielding couple who, uh, came out with like AKs when there were some protesters, like, no, the, the wife had a little pistol and he had the huge gun. And I yeah. will say as crazy as they seem, and I didn't see their interview, but dude, like hypothetically, that image of them looks like a fucking movie. It looks like fat ass Jonah Hill from that movie with Miles Teller. <laughs> Is that a where he's good thing the though? Kind of, I'm just saying, if you saw them in a movie, you'd be like, this dude's a fucking badass, bro. This okay, well, beast. here's my thing, though, dude. Here's my thing, and I'm like, not to get very negative with it, but last night in Kenosha, where 
uh, Jacob Blake died. There, I thought he's paralyzed. I thought, did he, did he, or, I'm sorry, where he was shot. No, he didn't die. Didn't okay. he? You're right. Okay. Paralyzed on the way down, but he last night there were protests and there was a dude who fucking shot up a bunch of protesters. And not only that, but he was white and he walked by a bunch of cops afterwards and people were like, that guy just shot up a bunch of people and they didn't do shit about it. So that's like a clear example. And dude, that's the problem with the RNC. They put those people up on these fucking pedestals and say like, these look at these people and this great thing they did defending themselves from protesters. Protesters got shot and like at least two died, I know, last night. But to the, to the more amusing parts, there's been a lot of abuse of the ability to use the White House and like um you know marines and stuff in events which i guess is is never done before the secretary of state gave a speech last night which is also i guess against the rules but he did the funniest shit that i thought happened was he had a naturalization ceremony for five citizens in the white house yesterday and they were from so the real people Lebanon, india sudan and ghana and his <laughs> attempt yeah. to pronounce their names were so funny. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was actually their ridiculous. Names, but he would he would look down. You could tell he had never read the names before, and he was just like, "Samir <laughs> Ali Samaladura," and then he goes, "Beautiful name, beautiful name, tremendous name," and then it's like keeps reading whatever he's saying. But it was so funny to watch him read the names. That- that just uh, goes off your point too about how he's just better off the cuff. Like he is, it, he's just better off the cuff. He can't read he also, off the teleprompter. He also can't resist the urge to go off the cuff. Like exactly, and that's something that I love about him. Dish, what did you think of uh, Bitchface McGee, the 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 MAGA hat boy? Uh, with, with his, dude, he has the most punchable face I've ever seen. Yeah, terrible no, teeth. But, very, but terrible he was teeth. part of. He had an interview. What, what were yeah, last night. both of your thoughts on that, really? Well, I thought the CNN interview was savage where he put the MAGA hat on at the end of the interview. It wasn't we were, an interview, dude. It was just a, it was, but it was the same thing on all networks. Like yeah. what he said. And he did, it was the same clip, Liam, that you're talking about. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. But no, I mean, I just think that he was demonized from the left from the start when he just made a face again. He just has a very punchable face. He was wearing a Make America Great Again hat. It's not like he's wearing a hat attacking anyone. And I think the left just turned him into some sort of monster animal anti-Trump kind of guy when he's a 16-year-old. That's just my thoughts on it. I mean, I don't want to get too into it, too ridiculous on it. I just think he's demonized. He's 16 years old. I think you got you got to leave kids out of politics. We saw when people took shots at like Trump's son Barron yeah. a couple of years ago, and incredibly inappropriate. You got to leave you got to leave kids out of it. But at the same time, like he's up there talking about how he got canceled while he gives a speech on national television at the you know request of the president. Like I don't think you got canceled, pal. Not to mention he settled with a lot of media companies for a shit ton of money, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, at the end, the other thing I had a problem with was he was like, and I was standing there awkwardly with an awkward smile on my face as this guy banged the drum in my face and everyone turned into an evil moment. It's like, well, you still didn't explain why you were smiling at that guy. Because that reason it went viral was like the smile. Yeah, I mean, but that could just be a reaction. I mean, some people, when they're nervous or something, they smile, they laugh, they do something. Yeah, he could have explained it, but... No, he didn't deserve what he got. No doubt. No, he got absolutely demonized, and I think y'all were probably out here smoking moon rocks when you're thinking about it. 
which kind of brings me to my next point, gentlemen. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> I mean, so just off moon rocks, I was texting my buddy the other day, and he goes, Oh, yo, just hit these moon rocks. I'm on, I'm on planet, I'm on a different planet. And I got me thinking, the moon landing is fake, gentlemen. I've done oh, some God, more research God. on this. I've done some more research. I thought we were past this shit. <laughs> then you don't know me. Then, then, then our last six years of friendship have just gone down the fucking toilet, Greenwald. So oh, you're right. You're so right. Go ahead. It, it started from Bill Casing, who worked from NASA from 1956 to uh, 19, I think, 63, where he came out and said, "There's no way people could get to the moon." He came out with a few pamphlets, a few movies about it. Some of the uh, supporting arguments for this are there are no stars visible in any of the photos taken. The shadows don't match the angles and the color, um, which leads them to believe there's artificial lighting. And it was done in an actual Hollywood studio. And another thing that they believe it was done in a Hollywood studio is because there are two specific pictures of rocks on the moon with the same weird C logo which makes it look like a Hollywood prop. Okay, a couple things. I love, I've seen this like on social media a couple times and it'll be like, people say like the footage on the, when when was the first time they went to the moon in the 70s? In 1969. The 80s? Dude, I've seen this or thing. 68. And, and, and I'm going to look it up, but I've seen this thing that like the number of people who would need to have lied about the moon landing is like 30,000. Also though, the thing was that it's like, People like people that doubt the moon landing are like, oh yeah, they used CGI or whatever in 1969 to fix it, and then they, and then there's always like a meme photo of like CGI in like the year 2000, and it just looks so shitty, so different. Like, but hey, also there there's a picture of the flag. There's no wind on the moon. That flag was blowing in the wind somehow. So what do you think it would just be like like on the ground or or just. I don't know, no air just hanging there then? Yes. It's just a pole on the ground. It's just people people are talking about shadows and like wind and shit. It's like no one knows from experience, dude. It's not like you can Exactly, because they never went. They never went, so there's no experience. I'm reading a debunked conspiracy like for all the, the points right now. And this is hilarious. It says that they made special flags to look cool like they were waving in the wind. That's definitely a suspect excuse. That's I have a to admit. very weird thing. I, I think that's. Really but I mean, it doesn't I sound all that ground. It doesn't say. Yeah, you already convinced Greenwald. I'm still not convinced. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound Relax. like that's a, a revolutionary discovery. The moment somebody said, "Wait a minute, there's no wind on the moon." So, like, fucking scientists, astronauts that are about to go out there. Probably already were aware of that. Like maybe they were okay. like, we, "We need the fake blowing flags because there's not going to be any wind up there." Is that so out of the realm of possibility? All right, what's the, the other? Lo- thing? The lunar modular, which is 17 tons, that was on the moon, and they have pictures of it. For some reason, left no, didn't move the moon dust or anything at all. There's no craters. Meanwhile, there were crater, there were footsteps on the moon. How does a 17-ton machine not do anything to the surface, yet a footstep does? Here's the statistic that I saw that I remember blew me away about this, and and I'd have to read more about the rest, but 400,000 people worked on the Apollo program. And so if you don't believe in the moon landing, 
You don't trust the government, the leaders, and the authority. I don't think you do. You feel that 400,000 people have kept their mouths shut for 50 years about us faking the Catholic landing. Church did that for is years. impossible. Hey, yeah, you, well, you're right. You're right. You're right about that one. I'm usually not wrong. How proud Shamanad is now. Oh, you easy with that. Do not talk about that. There's like seven people in space <laughs> right now, Dish. Are you denying that too? When, no, I'm not denying that. When was the last time you've seen someone on space, though? When was the last time someone... Uh, not space. When was the last time you've on seen the moon? someone on the moon? Elon so, Musk just Elon Musk just sent people I said space the moon. I meant the moon. When was the last time you saw someone... So you're saying it's possible to go to space, yes. but it's unfathom, unfathomable... I can't even pronounce it, that they could get on the moon. They could just get to space, but they couldn't yes, close the deal and get to the moon. The moon, the moon because dur- the moon surface during the day is so hot that even the cameras would have melted, so there would have been no photo evidence that they were even there. Yeah, but they did design special shit I mean, for all it, that I, stuff. I, I think that it could still just like not work if it's too hot and fucking on the moon. I don't know how the moon works. I've never been there. And apparently neither is anyone else. So it sounds like I'm right again, boys. You're welcome. I don't know what to say to to debunk it. You may have won this round. The moon may be fake. This is a tough one. I'm all the all the debunks are like tough. They're just you know the explanations are that. At the end of the day, it comes down to yeah. Do you? I don't know the the other ones. Greenwald. I feel like we debunked them pretty easy. Paul McCartney being replaced and like no one ever knowing. And just all that stupid shit. Yeah, this is a toughie. In terms of the moon, I don't know. Yeah, this is a toughie. Know. We're gonna just yeah. have to all go right. there, we'll, dude. We'll, and we'll take, and we're bringing end. Frank the tank. He's he's driving the ship. No, Barack. He's driving it. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say you should have brought this up with Frank. He would have had a lot of good shit to say about this. I'm sure he'd have been like, "Let's take the Mets <laughs> and put them on the moon." That long the fucking Mets. Put him on the well. Speaking of Frank, I think it's time to cut to his interview. Uh, So, guys, enjoy. We'll be back with our movie recommendations after our interview with Frank the Tank. I'm gonna take a piss real quick. Hey, Tank. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, Tank? Can you hear us okay? I can hear you. Awesome, man. Hey, we really appreciate it. I'm Dish. I'm the guy who's been contacting you. Over here, we got Connor Coughlin in Columbia. What's going and on, Jack, Frank? And Jack Greenwald over in Boston. Frank, how are you, sir? Oh, so we're right. Uh, so we're going way south of the border down there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're in a couple different continents, yeah. Yeah, we got the Gio Urshula fan club. No, I actually don't like the Yankees, but Gio Urshula's making a name for himself down here in Columbia now, which is pretty cool. Well, I tried a Columbia soda once. That was one of my yeah, I, I saw I saw that review. Yeah, and, and you thought it was all right. I, I don't know how to describe it really. It's kind of like orangey colored. I saw that the other day. Yeah, Columbia and Ecuador. I've tried. I like to see that you're wearing the uh, you're wearing the shirt right now. You're right. Love to see it. We should of be she is. the Mets right now. If if we can get into the Mets, Frank Greenwald actually lives in Boston, but he's the Mets fan. I'm originally from the Cape, so I'm actually the Red Sox fan and Dish. Tragically, a Yankees fan. But yeah, I think I think we'd be happy to hear about uh, your current thoughts on the Mets. How do, how do you feel? Uh, 
Frank, don't hold back on us, Tank. We want we want your honest yeah, opinion. We want the honest yeah, the authentic. <laughs> the, uh, if the Mets can find a way to fuck things up, they'll find a way to fuck things up. <laughs> is Wait, that a tale as old as time or no? Uh, it, it, it's his tale as old as Wilpon. But, but yeah. some of the other division uh, or some of the other teams in the division, Frank, I mean, I know the Nationals are e- even lower than you guys right now, but now that Strasburg's out for the season – I'm pretty sure the Marlins have looked bad the last week too. Maybe you guys could turn things around, or, does, or do you not well, think so? We'll get back to playing again. Yeah, well, that—that's what I was gonna say. Is I mean, I, the question that we just—I mean, uh, I mean, uh, we had three games against the Yankees, who are battered, beaten, and abused, and and but and, and it we really hurt on the Yankees, and now now that doesn't happen. No. Of course, because of this goddamn coronavirus that's yeah, driving all of us crazy. They're going to start getting players back. Uh, supposedly, Aaron Judge will uh, be activated when they play their next game. That's what they're saying, but we still have Stanton now, too. But our lineup is so stacked. How how do you think you guys would have done if it was the full season? Worse or better than well, it's going right now? 71 and 91. That's a record of Mets like the, the, the Mets like the you have. Yeah, well, I mean, what what I was wondering more so is, uh, I mean, you said tail as old as the Wilpons. Like, who do you think is going to end up buying the team ultimately? It's going to be J-Lo and uh, A-Rod. They're going to have a slash payroll and keep uh, Jeff Wilpon and Brody Van Wagen in charge. Are you are you excited about that, though, or no? No, then that means nothing will change. Who would have to – so you don't think if it was Cohen, though, you don't think Cohen's going to get the team? They don't want him to have get the team. Yeah, but I feel like he I feel like he's got enough money to find a way ultimately He's got enough money, but these people don't want him to own a team. It's just it's the powers that be are just so just always corrupt. Corrupt. Frank, I do I do have a quick question for you. And uh it might hit home, but I I always think of the Beltran looking on strike three. What's the most heartbreaking loss that you've witnessed in person and whose fault was well, it? Well not in person, but on TV. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be uh, Mike Schultz's home run. Oh, my God. What, like, how, how do you think you reacted to that after that happened? Was the TV broken in the house? No, it, I, I thought they'd uh, bounce back, but they never did. Christ. And even worse was probably 2007 collapse. Yeah, 2007 collapse, I would say, was probably, I mean, Green Greenwall can attest to that was uh, pretty uh, bad. I, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I, I, for me, the Beltran – Looking at it, just because we were actually talking, I was talking about that yesterday. How Andy Chavez robbing the home run, it just felt like things were coming together, and that that would be the uh, the next inning when he left the bases loaded, or had, or actually had a double play to end it. John Downs hitting the double play, that was yeah. the backbreaker. Not not the uh, not the uh, not the home run, that was the backbreaker. That was the nail in the coffin, and Frank too. Who is your most frustrating signing you've ever had as a Mets fan? Who, like, I, I mean, I know there's many we could choose from. Who is your number one, fuck this guy, I can't believe he's on this team and we're paying him that much. What made you the angriest over that? Uh, Vince Coleman. He Vince was, Coleman, what year was that? 1991. Damn, yeah. I was wondering why that didn't ring a bell. That's before my time. I don't even know. I was gonna. I was gonna say though. How do you celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day? Uh, Uh, You do anything? Here's Vince Coleman. Here's the story of Vince Coleman. Vince Coleman was this speedster. He led the National League in stolen bases, 1985, 86, 87, 88, 89, and 90. 
The Mets couldn't stop him whenever he was on the bases. He stole like uh, 88 out of 89 attempts against the Mets. With what team was that? What team was that with? Cardinals. So after the Mets lost Dallas Strawberry, they wanted to sign somebody to replace him. So they went in a different direction with team speed. So the Mets signed Vince Coleman. And in 1991, he was on the disabled list half the season. 1992, he continued to have injury issues, attitude issues. He wasn't hustling. 1993, when everything <laughs> went to shit in the bed, when the Mets went uh, 59 and 103, he continued <laughs> to struggle. And uh, there was a group of autograph seekers. He lit an, a one, an M80 and tossed it into a group of autograph seekers. Lit an M80? Yes. He threw it. There was a group of autograph seekers that went near his car. Him and Bobby, him and Bobby Benio were leaving the game together. <laughs> and he took a couple uh, legends right there. And he took the M80 and he th- tossed it at their group of fans. <laughs> Sounds like a stand up gentleman. It blew up. A couple of people were injured. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, a a, a, a two year old suffered permanent hearing loss. Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ is right. He actually got charged with assault, pled down to something. Of this course. happened in LA. And Johnny Cochran was his lawyer. Wow. There we go. He could afford the best. Greenwald's favorite. And uh, the Mets Mets released him. And in 1994, come back to the (laughs) (laughs) What? So what would be your the top moment you've had as a Mets fan? Obviously the 86 World Series, but what was your peak? 86 World Series, and it's all been downhill since. I was going to say, you got to tell us some good things. You know, you don't even seem like a happy Mets fan whatsoever. Like, what do they have to do to make you happy besides uh, get rid of the wins? I think they can. I think they can. I believe in the I Mets. I think they can, too. As, as a Red Sox fan, Red Sox are in a worse position right now. Other than that, I basically root for any team but the Yankees. I kind of got a bit of a soft spot for the Mets being the other New York team, so I think you're in good shape. The Red Sox. One thing I was got. One thing I was wondering about is Porcello. Is Porcello totally past this prime? Can he turn things around for you guys? No, he's actually pitched well over the last like three, uh, the last uh, few starts. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, okay. The, the last week he uh, he allowed uh, the, the, a bunch of runs, but uh, overall he hasn't been that awful. Frank, what would you say was your favorite quarantine activity? The raw dogging videos or? Probably, probably. I mean, uh, he had, that probably is the thing going out and doing the raw dog videos. What was was your first raw dog video and your favorite raw dog video? Okay, the first one was a year ago. I was with that Crocs kid who was kind of. uh, Oh, that kid is a loser. That kid's from my town. Josh Popkin, that kid is from my town, Crocs kid. I, I'm from the same town as that kid. I sat next to him in uh, business <laughs> economics. So he's the one that helped start it. Uh, and uh, we went out just like places around uh, the Barstool office the first time. And we went to that uh, Halal Quart, which was the worst place. <laughs> Ironically, the first place was the worst place. That's and then we, tried to, then we tried to go into like uh, Grand Central Station. And yep. all three places in Grand Central Station were terrible. Disgusting. I know what you're talking about. I even, had, I even had a hot dog at like a uh, Shake Shack, and it was a yeah. terrible hot dog. They actually <laughs> cut the hot dog in half and like cooked the inside of the hot dog, not the outside of the hot dog. And you so, had to wait online for 25 fucking minutes for it. So how many hot dogs uh, did you go through until the first home run? 
Raw dogged. How many did he raw dog? I'm not sure off the top of my head. What what was what would your estimate be? Maybe about six or seven. All right, not too bad to find a good hot dog. That's yeah, less than I would have thought. Less than I would have thought. So, I can't remember. I can't remember. Did I do I give a home run? It might have been. Uh, I might have had a home run right away though. I, I, one of the Papaya Kings might have been a home run. I can't really remember off the top of my head. Frank, can we see that? Uh, can we okay. see that water bottle? That's like the biggest water bottle I've ever seen. Look at that. That's thing. what we're talking about, baby. That'll hold your liquid right there. Yep, like I said, I try to go. I try to get a uh, go through sixty-four ounces of water a day. Out of right. Love it. Mine's a little bit smaller, but uh, trying to keep. Yeah, it with you. we we know Greenwald's wiener small. That we've gone over that. That's the, mm. that's nothing new. But Frank, I've always been interested. I've been a fan of sports encyclopedia forever. What gave you the idea behind Sports Cyclopedia? When did you start? How did you get started? I started about 20 years ago. After graduating college, I was looking for something to do as I tried to find, tried to find a job. And uh, I just started uh, doing it. And uh, it launched officially in uh, 2001. The fact that that's 20 years ago now is crazy. That it is. Time's fucking flying. I remember the, uh, my, my official launch date was April 1st, 20, 2001. And you updated every day. Like this, like this is something like that is always going on. You always have people. How do you get people to write for it all the time? Like, are they all volunteers, or is it mostly you? Write uh, different things on the uh, on Twitter. Right now, I'm get I'm starting my NFL updates as we speak. Uh, it's it's taking a little bit longer to start because I have to do something that's a pain in the ass to do. Believe me, is when a team moves, I have to like shut down. And put one team into uh, defunct, and then create a whole new page for their new location. I was just gonna say, uh, you know, not to take a total left turn, but you just mentioned the NFL. How how the hell did you end up being a Dolphins fan? Uh, basically, I was a uh, fan of the Dolphins when I was a real little kid, and then Dan Marino came along, and I stayed a Dolphin fan because of Dan Marino. Yeah, because I was gonna say, like, you, I know you're a, a long time suffering Mets fan. And it's not like the Dolphins are that much better, but you you know you got to be on the Jets bandwagon with me as well in terms of suffering because they're equal. I don't, I don't know. Think I, I don't think I could handle all that suffering. <laughs> I, I, it's 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 a lot to take. It's a lot to take. I gotta tell you, but I thought uh, you know because I I I don't think. Uh, you know who makes me laugh? Joe Beningo. <laughs> what what about him? He's on the radio here in New York. Uh, He's uh. A Jets fan, a Mets fan, a Rangers fan, and a Knicks fan. Yeah, that's the the ultimate Ridiculous. combo of, of pain. And that's what I am well. How about the New York Knicks and the draft lottery? Eight, number eight. That's rigged. That is rigged. Frank, it's rigged. Warriors, the Warriors are bad for one year, and they get the second pick. Also, oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. That wasn't rich yes. for them. Shut up, Greenwald. Because the Warriors were the worst team in the NBA. They dropped. No, I get what you're saying. If it was a lottery, they would have been the number one pick. I'm just saying, what are the odds that the Knicks would be, like, in the lottery every year and every year they get a shitty pick? Well, the Knicks are the – well, what you McCall? James Dolan goes up to the lottery guy. Scum. And he Scum. Said, and he just said, if you give if, – if, if, if you help me in the lottery, I'll put on a free concert for you. The James Dolan experience. Who do you think is worse, Dolan or uh, or Wilpon? James Dolan actually might be worse. 
Yes, I was gonna say 100%. I know I know your love is for the Mets, but like I think Dolan is the worst owner across all sports. No, he isn't. Any team. No, he isn't. Who's worse? Daniel Snyder. Ah, yes. Okay. yes all right. Well, you yes. got me on that one. Snap, snap. As I'm the, they can't be called the Redskins anymore. So I've come up with a new nickname for them. Is the uh, the they're, they're officially Washington Football Team. But for this year, I'm going to call them the WTFs. Nice. Like <laughs> Still trying to figure them out. Yeah, so I'm, call, I'm calling them the WTFs. Frank, a couple more things for you. Last episode, we were talking a little bit about the Fernando Tati's controversy. You know, maybe, I don't know if I'm too young to really get it. I was a little bit unaware of that being an unwritten rule. That's I was wondering, yeah, I was wondering, I was wondering your thoughts on that one. Yeah. I, I saw the Mets last year blow a 7-1 lead in the ninth inning. And I believe the Padres also last year lost a – I'm not sure what inning, but it was a seven-run game. Um, and, so, and, so it can and, happen. And, and, and uh, here's the thing. If you don't want uh, the, a, a batter swinging 3-0 with the bases loaded, don't get the count of 3-0. Or don't get the bases loaded. The bases loaded is already a threatening position. What more can he do? Yeah. And the Texas Ranger and the, the, the Padres have hit five – Grand Slams in the last six games, and yeah. the uh, Rangers have allowed like a hundred runs in the last ten games, last uh, seven games. How do you know all this? Do you just study this? Like, is this your thing? Like, you just yeah. rattle shit off left and right. Like, do you have a yeah. photographic memory? What's good with it? Yeah, sometimes it's it, it's better than others. Don't and, rumble. Yeah, nope. But I gotta ask you too. I've seen your MTV cribs. What's your favorite bobblehead that you own in your house? Well, it's I have a bobblehead of Jesse Roscoe on his knees from the '86 World Series. Okay. And then I have this one. I actually have two of this one. One's in the box still. One someone left because the hand got broken off. Mr. Oh. And uh, Chewy. Is that Chewy? <laughs> I got uh, I got Mr. Met on the Moon downstairs. That was the yeah, one. You have that one uh, not too far away from me. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Well, I got him downstairs. This is Mr. Met. Dressed as Han Solo and Chewbacca in the uh, that is that is Robert. dope. And where that's did you find awesome. that? They gave it away at Star Wars Night in 2018. Wow! Wow! That's that is awesome. a great Frank's season ticket holder. That is a great giveaway. That is a great giveaway right there. Frank, Frank was that and Chewbacca in the Millennium Falcon. Did you get any better than that? Nah. <laughs> that, yeah. Frank, how many years have you had season tickets for the Mets? Uh, I've been to a 20 game plan holder for maybe about uh, six years now. Wow, so you've accumulated a few. Actually, I used to, they used to have the pick plans. So I've been doing the pick plans uh, since 2008. So, um, Frank, I've you been may have seen me. I've been a plan holder for more than 10 years. You may yeah. have seen me. I was, on the, uh, I was on the Jumbotron doing the YMCA at City Field a couple seasons ago. He sure probably that, didn't. I'm sure that's there. easy to remember, Greenwald. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm Frank sure he remembers, remembers that perfectly. That. I mean, you know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, for sure, you know, he was probably there. Frank. Now, I only, I have the Saturday plan. That's when I go, Saturdays. I would definitely would have been a Saturday because yeah, that was probably when I was still, well, eh, it was over the summer, so maybe, but I think it was a Saturday, a Saturday evening game. I uh, had some good seats. Was like behind home plate actually, and uh, just was crushing the YMCA. Got thrown up on the jumbotron. <laughs> Big moment in my life. Frank, were you angrier at the NJ Transit 
or the Mets that year on that opening day video? NJ Transit. The video when you freaked out when the trains were delayed and you missed opening day? Well, I missed the uh, the opening day ceremonies, yes. I guess one were blessing you... in disguise of the coronavirus is that you don't have to deal with the NJ Transit with as much frequency. Yeah, well. Not worth the trade-off, no. No. <laughs> yeah, well, I the, a lot of the transportation getting to and from some of those stadiums in New York actually sucks. Well, it, 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 here's the one you have to know. Government sucks. Anything they touch sucks. Government is incompetent. It's slow. It's just, just, just can't. Everything it touches, it fucks up. Yeah. Turns to shit. Just like the wall ponds. I can see politics is the writing on the wall for you, Frank. I think you could have a future in it. Just, just remember. <laughs> do, 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 do you remember uh, the movie uh, Armageddon? Yeah. Yep. Remember what uh, Steve Buscemi's character said? Just think, we're going to space in a rocket with two nuclear bombs strapped to a rocket that was <laughs> built by the man with the lowest bid. It's a recipe for <laughs> disaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one more thing. Um, we always have a movie recommendation in every one of our episodes, Frank. Is there anything you've seen recently or any maybe underappreciated movie recommendation you could give to our listeners? Uh, well, um, what movie have I seen that's been good lately? I saw Richard Jewell on, uh, last week on cable. That movie pissed me off. You, did you like it or no? Well, it was a good movie. It just pissed yeah. me off. Yeah, the, like the story? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I saw the movie. It's, uh, I didn't even know that story. Yeah, I, I remember it. That bitch reporter. Yeah, she got, I mean, I, that, it, the, the way that at least the movie made it out to be, like, really uh, tough intentions from her. I mean, I mean, she's laughing at this guy. Oh, look at this loser. Of course he did it. Yeah. And then, and, and also just like, I mean, they're imply, they imply in the movie that she uh, slept with uh, people to like get her information, basically. She did. Yeah. Which is crazy. She, I mean, she, the, 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 by, she's vile, what she did. And he, that guy won a lot. The, the Richard Jewell ended up winning, a, the, having a lot of, the, out of court settlements with these with these newspapers. Oh, I would. Uh, law, the United Journal Constitution. Oh, I would. I would think so. And the guy, the guys, the guys. I don't know. The, the guy was just like a good guy. It just they just didn't. It's like, but he wasn't like that bright. And he also, I think, the the tragedy of that too. I think he passed away before they found the actual guy. I'm no. Prepared. Oh no, he, no. He, he was still alive. Yep. In fact, the last scene in the movie has his lawyer coming up to him that they caught Richard. They caught Eric Oh, Rudolph. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And he died a couple of years after that. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Well, that's at least uh, something positive because that would have been, I think. Because uh, eventually, uh, the, 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 it was just this, this nutcase. Uh, I actually came up with a song for that guy. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> oh, Frank's a great singer. If people didn't know this, Frank is a phenomenal singer. I actually had a song for the real bomber. Please serenade us, serenade us, please. Rudolph the Redneck Bomber wanted to blow everyone up. He didn't have much sense. That's why he set the bombs. He did not like the Olympic Games coming to his town. 
So he said, oh, pipe bombs, because he was a clown. <laughs> God damn. I love it. Very, very right. nice. I mean, very guy, nice. This guy's guy just like this redneck, like, like extremist there. And uh, his name is Rudolph, so it works. Rudolph the Redneck Bomber. Yeah, he was that guy was uh, that guy was crazy. At least they got him eventually. Yeah, they got him. He, and he, and he, this guy, this guy is a total nut job. I mean, he he was blowing up uh, abortion clinics and yeah, that's what it was. Planned Parenthood, I think, was the other one. I mean, I hate Planned Parenthood, but but uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no doesn't uh, yeah, you're not helping your cause by blowing the damn thing up. Nope. I think Planned Parenthood is, is absolutely evil, but you don't help your cause by blowing it up. Exactly. To uh, to approach solving that problem, if if that's yeah. But hey, yeah, and I think you also like the yes. like uh, set a bomb to, like an immigration office too once. Yikes! Rudolph the redneck bomber. I'll always remember him that way. Soon to be you. on iTunes. Yeah, I was gonna say. Let me know when I can get the recorded version. And now I got a movie not to recommend. Perfect. Terminator Dark Fate. If they make another Terminator movie, someone needs to go with a baseball bat. Someone needs to go back. Actually, what that would need to happen is they need to go back in time and terminate anyone that wanted to make any more Terminator movies after Terminator 3. If you thought Terminator Salvation was bad, if you thought Terminator Genesis was bad, I mean, I mean, for what was working first? Was Genesis or or uh, well, the one with uh, with uh, the with Genesis? What were they called? The last three uh, what were they called? I know, I know one was Genesis, one was Dark Fate. Uh, Salvation? Salvation, yeah, that's the one. Yes. Yeah. Terminator Salvation, if you thought that was bad, watch Terminator Genesis. And if you thought Terminator Genesis was bad, watch Terminator Dark Fate. Have you actually actually seen Terminator Dark Fate? No. Well, what was so bad about it? The movie starts out in 1998. They digitally put back in uh, uh, the kid there, uh, John Connor, and... Uh, he gets killed. So John Connor gets Put killed. Lightly. Yeah, there's uh, he's uh, flirting with a girl on the beach of uh, Mexico, and Sarah can't. St- Sarah is not able to stop uh, the Terminator from walking in and shooting him. And then the Terminator walks off. And then they flash forward it's 2019, and Sarah Connor is getting tips on her cell phone about where all the other Terminators are coming, coming in from. So she's able to kill him, but she doesn't know who's giving him giving her all these hints. Right. And then another Terminator comes into Mexico, and that's the main focus of the story. See, uh, there's a new hero that emerges, and this Terminator has to kill the new hero. Hmm. So Whoa. Sarah like, connects with them, and then they find out who's sending the messages. It's Carl. Do you know who Carl is? The Terminator who killed John Connor, got guilty, and started raising it, and got married, and has a stepson. Jesus. <laughs> and that's Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. He's oh, a Terminator oh. with a conscience named Carl. Oh, okay, okay. okay. At that moment, when the, when someone was writing that in the in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the room where they were writing the script room, that's the moment that someone should have taken a baseball bat and like beat someone over the head. I agree. A Terminator with a fucking conscience? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I- Makes no sense. Here's the best part. He runs a drape. He runs a carpet cleaning business in Texas. Cover Frank. up. Cover up. Frank, thank you so much for coming on, man. You're more than welcome anytime. If you guys don't know, NJ Tank 1975 on Instagram. 
NJTank99 on uh, Twitter. On Twitter. Barstool Personality. Frank, thank Any- you so much for coming on. Frank, uh, when the leagues and everything opens back up again, we got to go to a Mets game together. Maybe we can get on the Jumbotron at the same time doing the YMCA if you're down. Or that would be, that would red, be a lot redneck. If you're up for that, we could sing that over the Jumbotron. Maybe that would be fun. Thank you so much, Frank. Thanks, really Frank. It was a pleasure. Coming on. Appreciate it, Frank. Have a good one. All right. Go so we got our movie Frank, Rex. We're, we're almost done, we're but back. we got our movie Rex first. I'll lead off, I guess, this time. All right, I'm going with Snatch. Have either of you seen Snatch, the English film? Oh, Directed yeah. by I Guy Ritchie. He also did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which was kind of what broke him on the screen. Uh, both of them are very English-styled movies. Snatch is very comparable to Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He also did the Sherlock Holmes movies. He also recently did the new Aladdin, which I haven't seen. Which and I, The Gentleman, dude. The and gentleman. The Gentleman, you're right. I forgot about Fire. Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I don't know if Aladdin would really be comparable to Snatch, what I'm recommending. But Guy Ritchie, point is, he's a great director. It's about a stolen diamond, these gangsters, like bare-knuckle boxing, just a bunch of dumb shit in London, but it's very cool. Jason Statham, Benicio Del Toro, Alan Ford. But my my favorite role, and this might be a future hotbox question, Honestly, one day I'm going to ask you guys just Brad Pitt's greatest role of all time because he's had so many. This would be yeah. my pick. Brad Pitt, he's not the star of this movie, but he has a significant enough role. He plays this Irish traveler, like this Irish gypsy that's a bare-knuckle boxer, and he's just very unpredictable because he's dealing with gangsters. They're telling him like to throw the fight so they can win his gamble, but he's all over the place. He can knock a man out in one punch. And kind of looks like Brad Pitt from Fight Club, but now he's like an Irish traveler, bare-knuckle boxer type. He's a fucking badass, and it's hilarious, too. He has such a thick accent that whenever he speaks, there has to be subtitles just because it's, like, not even really English. It's just kind of just, like, traveler language. But it's a crime comedy type movie. It's pretty exciting, pretty upbeat and light and enjoyable. So check out Snatch from the year 2000. What about you guys? Uh, mine, Greenwald, I think we might have watched it together, but it's kind of going off my last week's recommendation of Shot Caller that got a lot of positive reviews from people, so I appreciate that. Happy you guys are watching it, but Law Abide... Dude, you finally made it. You finally made a good pick dish that a couple people reached out to <laughs> Anyway. Jamie Lannister, who we all know from Game of Thrones. Are you done? You done? Yeah, I am done. You there good? it is. Good? Yeah, right, yeah good. we needed one. Uh, law-abiding citizen. So, oh. one of my favorite movies of all time, directed by F. Gray Gray, who actually directed um, Straight Outta Compton as well, which I know we've all seen. Oh, that's sick. Yep. Didn't know that. Yep. Um, so, it stars Jamie Foxx and Gerald Butler. Um, pretty much just a... Uh, Gerard, Ger- not Gerald. Whatever. I can't read my handwriting. You know, I suck. <laughs> So Gerald Butler, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's about his uh, family was murdered and just him kind of going after not only the killers, but also, not again, not only his family's killers, but he went out against anyone who was for the justice system. So throughout the whole movie, Jamie Foxx is trying to take him down while he's committing these ridiculous crimes while in prison and they're trying to figure out what's going on. It's, again, like a thriller kind of movie. Keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Ending's incredible. Um, Absolute must-watch Law-Abiding Citizen. Watch it this weekend. Yeah, that's... 
that's another great two like fuck rotten tomatoes like that movie's fire yeah. and it's never in the love that a, a lot of people our age like it but like i don't know critics have never really liked it the only thing i'd say also about that movie is it has an amazing scene featuring the song Eminence Front. Yes, which, yes, yes. That that's like what, that, one of my favorite every time I songs. Hear, it's one of the, you know a movie's good or a scene is good when it's like powerful enough that every time you hear a song in the future, you, you think, think back of that, that scene. scene. Yep. So 100%. Uh, that's that's a that's a dope dope wreck by uh, Liam there. All right, so I'm going with the TV show, and I've actually been waiting to recommend this. This is another one of those ones that I've had in mind about recommending since I made a point to say we'd recommend TV shows. I'm going with Fauda. Fauda, the Israeli TV show that I I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend watching it, not with English dubs, but in its original language, which is both Hebrew and Arabic with subtitles. And a couple things that are really cool about it. Um, So everyone in Israel has to serve in the military in some capacity isn't for like Um, three years or something yeah i believe it is yeah it's it's at least a few years and so anyone you meet there whatever age they are you know that they've served in some capacity um but this tells the story of daron or daron who is on my wall Doron, bro it's doron it's how long has it been it's doron It's, it's Doron. Doron. It's Doron. Doron. Dude. When's the last? It's when's spelled, the last time you watched this shit, bro? It's, it's Doron. It's Doron. I'm telling you. Doron. Doron. <laughs> you sound like D- you sound like Khaleesi's fucking. You sound like uh, Jason Momoa from uh, fucking yeah. Game Dude, of Thrones here. Go on YouTube and find a clip from the show. They'll be like Doron. We need you to blah 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 blah. Doron. Doron. Okay. Well, Anyways, investigate. You spell it Doron, but it's pronounced. They say it Doron, but the point is. Oh, so you mispronounce things too, right? Oh, okay. Just I'm not mispronouncing it though. That's the difference. Okay. He's and does you take it to another level? But he, go, sorry, Greenwald. It's okay. He's played by the creator of the show, whose name is Leo Raz, and something I didn't know about. And basically, it tells a story of of Doron who is a commander in the special unit, which is like an undercover unit as they pursue Hamas, which is, you know, the Arabic kind of terrorists in the area, in the Gaza Strip and and kind of throughout Israel and whatnot. And it's a show that truly, uh, something I used to always say about Game of Thrones that made it so good that a lot of people say is that no main characters are safe. Anyone is subject to anything at any time. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. And something that I think is particularly cool about it is not only, again, the fact that all of these people are very familiar with the military because they all serve, but the creator, Leo Raz, in particular, served in this unit. And not only that, when he was 19, he had a girlfriend who was murdered by an Arab-Palestinian terrorist with a 15-inch knife in Jerusalem. And that prisoner was later released and exchanged in 2011. But my point is, like, this man is invested in what he is portraying to you on the screen. He has lived it very personally. And that really comes through, I think, in the show. It's what kind of sets it apart, among other things. Dude, that's what I was going to say. I was going to be watching this weekend just because, obviously... There's no NBA playoffs. Everything's done. I ripped through five episodes in maybe a day or two. It oh, it's, it's incredible fire. Incredible show. 
It's fine. Hasn't he also basically because of the success of Fauda, isn't he also starting to appear in some like blockbuster action films here of, in the States too, Greenwald? Here and there, here and there. He was in a movie called Operation Finale, actually, which is something I know I spotted him in with Oscar Isaac, where they went to um it's basically it takes place in like the sixties or the seventies where a bunch of Israeli forces went to Argentina to basically kidnap and bring back to Israel to face justice a very, very famous Nazi war criminal. Um, I'm forgetting his name right now. It was... You don't know it off the top of I mean, your we head. Don't need, we don't Adolf need Eichmann. to glorify... It's okay, Jack. Adolf Eichmann. Yeah, but the point is he was super high up. He was, you know, an SS officer in charge of... He was one of the major organizers of the Holocaust. But, um, yeah, he's been in a lot of movies and stuff. He's an incredible actor. Incredible show. Yeah, and what I love about Fauda, too, is I know, like, probably more or less the only criticism that they sometimes face in Israel, and I know it's huge, because when you went to Israel for Birthright, Greenwald, you pretty much came back and you said, oh, it's not like Game of Thrones at all, but it was, you can't, when you went to Birthright, it was like the height of Game of Thrones popularity, and when you came back, you were kind of like, yeah, Fauda is as popular in Israel as Game of Thrones oh, is no right doubt. now in the rest of the world. And uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. And I felt a lot of critic or no, the one criticism I have seen when I've looked in the Fauda is that like some Israelis don't like how at times, I don't know if sympathize is the right word, but I, w- what I would consider, they do a very good job of showing the Palestinian perspective or the terrorist perspective. And I don't know if sympathizing with terrorists is the right word, well, but think it just, that, it just but- makes it that much yeah. more dramatic and compelling. I love that aspect. I think of you it. need it because you need their perspective too for it to I be a good show. I completely agree, especially because it's also they. A lot of times they go undercover and they feel guilty about the things they have to do because, of course, not all Palestinians, especially their family members and whoever else, are involved or are bad people or anything like that. But there's also definitely criticism from a lot of people who think that they, you know, even over glorify the Israeli violence and everything that they do to Palestinians. There's, you, it, It's such a tense topic that it's hard to win and make everyone happy in the way that it's portrayed, yeah. but they do as good of a job as you can, and they make it entertaining as motherfuck. It is yeah, so great. good. It's so phenomenal good, so. show. Yeah, the third, the third season's actually relatively new, like within the year, and then oh, the yeah. previous seasons were significantly older um and so actually after watching the third season i rewatched the first two seasons just because i was like damn like it's not super fresh in my mind i know it's such a good show that it's it was even worth re-watching for me but there's our recommendations i like them all yeah dish already pointed out we very well might not have it's looking not so hot that we'll have basketball this weekend who knows we're kind of in the early stages of how the mlb might react to this nba boycott we very well might not have sports to watch this weekend, especially now that soccer's over. Congratulations to Bayern Munich on winning the Champions oh, League Oh, we final forgot to Sunday. talk about Messi, dude. We forgot. Yeah. Well, you know what? I want to see what happens to Messi yeah. because I'm already stressing out seriously over the fact that he might go to City. 
So I don't want to stress out any more than I need to because I still want to believe that he'll Liam go anywhere. Liam Gallagher is very City. convinced but he's City. going to City. Liam Gallagher has been tweeting absurd shit about. We can that. talk about that next well, we week. Well, well, let's not get caught. Yeah, we don't need to talk. We don't need talk to talk about. it into existence until it's already a done yep. deal. Okay, Fair I don't need enough. to. Fair uh, give this any extra imagination. But yeah, Messi, that will be a talking point at some point. Shout out to Bayern Munich. They didn't even lose a game. They won every single game they p- played in the Champions League this campaign. It's pretty impressive. And Lewandowski denied a Ballon d'Or after winning the treble and having the most... Yeah, deny denies not the right word. It wasn't a lock, but yeah, I would say Lewandowski probably would have won it. Van Dyke won his won the Premier League for Liverpool too, best defender in the world, in my opinion. Van Dyke would have had an argument, and Kevin De Bruyne too really had an impressive showing this season. So it wouldn't have been a lock, but I would I would I will concede that Lewandowski probably would have been the favorite. Anything else that we're gonna be watching this weekend, guys, with this potential absence of sports? Yeah, I mean, while I continue to watch it, I would just say Lovecraft Country on HBO, like the most recent episode, the second episode, was the equivalent of a season finale in terms of how much action it had. Uh, it's a crazy, wild show, and uh, that's what I'm watching. I mean, Sunday nights on HBO is always some gives you something to look forward to before the Monday scaries hit. So, yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing to to watch. And then hard hard knocks hard on knocks. Tuesday, so kind of into next week. I haven't seen any yet. Has it been good? It's been Has really hard knocks good. Been good? Oh, it's been so good. I mean, I just love – if you're a football guy, Sean McVay, there's no one like him, and Anthony Lynn is an absolute beast. So it's just the the personalities they have in it, and I found the COVID stuff very interesting. So I think it's been I think it's been great. All right. Well, boys, yeah, I, I think it. we need to give another shout-out to Frank the Tank, though, for being on this episode. It's hype. We got our first guest. He was unreal, awesome. Everyone shoot him the follow on Instagram. Shoot him the follow on uh, Twitter. His Twitter's electric. His Twitter's Twitter ele- absolutely electric. electric. Uh, he was awesome to have, awesome to talk to, great guy. Uh, A total Fonzie. Total Fonzie. Totally could be back in exactly. the future as well. Uh, send him. He also does recommendations. Um, not recommendations, I'm sorry. Reviews for any sodas, hot dogs, anything. So if you ever want to send him something, shoot him his way. He'll put up, post a video for you. But want to just thank Frank again for uh, coming on here, being our first guest, and being the first honorary Fonzie. Absolutely. All right, that's it. We're going to call it an episode. We'll be back next week at Thursday. That's the plan. Um, episode 9, Three Little Fonzies. Don't forget to give us a review, subscribe to us, follow us on Instagram. And we'll be back next Thursday. Peace. And Twitter. Peace. Photo. We're all going to be like three little Fonzies here. We're gonna be cool. We gonna be cool. We gonna be cool. I know, I know, I know. We're gonna be cool. We gonna.